0: Hi, this is Lesson 12 of Grace Revolution entitled The Bottom Line of Grace. Enjoy. Good evening. Let's have a word of prayer. Daddy God, thank you so much for your love and your presence and your smile and everything that you have prepared for us, Lord. Every day we discover your beauty. Every day we discover your kindness. Every day we enjoy your goodness. And so for that, Lord, we thank you. I ask you, help me, Lord, so that I can be clear to the point and uh, that we can... Uh, learn more tonight and, and, and draw more from from your word and from your presence and we thank you for it in Jesus name Amen, Amen. alright uh, well tonight uh, we we're at number 12 uh, grace revolution amazingly enough we, this is the 12th week that we have been um, uh, getting together on this subject and um I thought um that we could um kind of uh, um put everything in a in a in a juice extractor and, and hit the button and just see what comes out. And uh so we uh, I have something that uh, that I, I, I share with you, but uh uh it's it's more of a an outlook, and then at the end what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a look at something um that uh Uh, might just answer a couple of your questions so the first thing that uh, uh, I want to share is the fact that everything that we we've talked about everything that we said, everything that we um, um, teach everything that we learn is based and is focused around the cross there is nothing else uh, that counts in uh, in this whole exercise of learning uh, there is no use of learning for the sake of learning. Um, in fact, uh, it is uh, it is Solomon that in the book of Proverbs says that uh, knowledge puffs up. So what you have is you have people that have the head filled with with the knowledge of the Bible, and that bottom line, you go to their to their houses and there's a mess, and you go to their lives and there's a mess, and knowledge will not help you. Knowledge needs to be translated into Revelation. Revelation needs to be translated into application and application needs to be translated into transformation. Otherwise we're wasting our time. And the only way that we can approach transformation is through the cross. is through the final, final work of Christ on the cross. And we see that the cross divides, splits the the whole um, time sphere as it were in in two halves, one is the old the uh, the Old Testament, and the Old Testament is is based on the law, and the other one is the New Testament, and the New Testament is based on grace. So the hi hi guys hi come come sit here come sit here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, walking in front of everybody, okay, everybody see, watch them, they're late, okay, here we go, okay. okay. so uh, we, were just, uh, we were just sharing on, on uh, we just started. So everything is, is revolving around the cross, and the cross splits, splits uh, time into two eras. One is the Old Testament under the law, one is the New Testament um, under grace. Okay? Now, we have a scripture in Hebrews that says, Hebrews thirteen eight. This God speaks of these new prophets. God speaks of these new promises, of this new agreement, this new covenant, as taking the place of the old one. For the old one is out of date now, and has been put aside forever. Now, this is what the Bible says. It says it's been put aside forever. So, we... Anybody that goes back to the to the Old Testament and starts quoting out of the Book of Isaiah to tell you that uh, this and that and that, or out of the Book of Jeremiah that this and that and that, is totally out of line because the New Covenant is being taken out of place. God has cancelled the Old Covenant. You have it in your in your Bible as a as an information, as a uh, whatever contains a blessing, it's yours for the taking, because in Galatians 3 we know the Bible says that uh, that he was made a curse for us, so that the blessings of Abraham can come on the Gentiles. So the blessings of Abraham, anything that has to do with blessings, belongs to us. But everything else that is under the Old Covenant, under the law, that belongs to Israel, it's got nothing to do with us. We are totally um, foreign to it. It doesn't apply to us. It doesn't have anything to do with us. So when people start saying to you that Isaiah says that your sin has uh, uh, um, has uh, um, uh, sorry? No, 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 no. That's Exodus. Isaiah says your sin is uh, separated. Sorry. Your sin is separated from the Lord. I have a Greek word for it. Baloney. Okay? It's nonsense. It's got nothing to do with us. It's got nothing to do with the new covenant. It's got nothing to do with nothing. It's just in a book that man has put together, and in this case, it's for the uh, for the benefit of Israel. It's got nothing to do with us. We can draw the blessings out of the Old Testament. We can draw the blessing out of the Old Covenant. But we that's where we stop. Please don't allow anybody to tell you that uh, that the, the book of Ezekiel says that, uh, uh, you know, because you pastors have uh, have not, uh, then you're all going to go to hell. Because basically, that's the bottom line of the Old Testament. You're all going to go to hell. Because you can't keep the law anyway. So, what's the use? Right? So now, we've seen that. So my question is this. Has God changed? Because we have taken taken something in the Old Testament, and we're now saying there's something new. We, we, We even... Uh, you remember that I, sh- I shared with you the fact that uh, that the New Covenant does not start where your Bible says it starts. The New Covenant doesn't start with the uh, crib, it starts with the cross. It doesn't start with the birth of Jesus, it starts with the death of Jesus. And at the same time, the Old Covenant doesn't end with, with, Mal- uh, with Malachi 4.6, where it says... Uh, and uh And he will visit the, the the curse of the sons to the fathers and da, 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 da. it 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 ends when Jesus on the cross breathes out his last word and he says it is finished <coughs> then at that point in time when the we- when the veil splits that 's the end of the old covenant, and the new covenant come into act comes into action. Also, for the simple, logical explanation that the Testament does not come into force until the guy that wrote the Testament dies. And yet, you will have 90% of the churches, the world over, that will tell you that the Gospels belong to the New Testament. And I've proven to you that Jesus didn't come for us, didn't come for the Gentiles. He says himself, I came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's why he came and that's why he made these impossible requests. Like cut your hand off, it will make you sin. Pluck your eye out, it makes you sin. Pick up your cross, sell everything you have. Don't don't you come in my presence with shoes on. Sell everything you have. Pick up your cross and follow me. Forgive others as we forgive us. Forgive us as we forgive others. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Like Why? Because Jesus wasn't talking to us. He was talking to Israel. He just came to do one thing. He came to redeem us from the curse of the law. That's why the cross is there. At that point in time, we come into the scene... Israel exits from the Old Testament. The Gentiles come, in, come into the new, in the new Testament and out of the two men there comes a new one. He breaks the wall of separation and out of the two men he makes a new one. And that new man is the guy that counts. Not under the law, not under Moses. So, as God changed, I, I just, just for the sake of it, I started looking at the covenants. And as we said, for the sake of the covenants, we, we want to look at two, old and new. Okay, that's, that's it. But in the Old Testament, there are various covenants. God says five times, this is the covenant that I make with you. So, I want to see <coughs> what is the covenant, who, who did he make it with, what is the sign of the covenant, and what is the, the result of that covenant. Because if God hasn't changed, then somewhere along the line, all these promises, because covenant is, 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 is another word for promise, is another word for, for agreement, is another word for vow, for, for something of, of an incredible value that I promise you I will do for you without any request from your end. Okay. So, now let's see. The first one is... I didn't tap hard enough. The first one is with Noah, Genesis nine eleven. The sign of that covenant is the rainbow, and do you remember what was the promises? The promise contained in that in the covenant, no more judgment. I will not judge the earth again. So we're okay. No more judgment. It's okay. Huh? Sounds good. The second one is Abraham, Genesis seventeen seven. The sign was the circumcision, which is what is cutting of the flesh. And uh, the, the, the result was what? Righteousness by faith. He declared him to be righteous, why? Because he believed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we're doing alright. Yeah. Eh? We're, we're still there. Yeah. Eh? Let's see what the next one Moses. Now Moses is, is Moses is the law, right? But what did Mo- what was the sign of the of of for Moses? Sabbath. And what is Sabbath? Rest. See, and if you take it from the law point of view, we have denominations that will not go to church on Sunday. Because the Bible says the Sabbath is the sign of the covenant with Moses, between Moses and with Israel and God, forever, eternal. Exactly. And His name is Jesus. Rest is not a day. Rest is a person. And that person is Jesus. And when you see it with the eye of the cross, when you see, when you see it with with the eternity in front of you instead of the old covenant and the new covenant and the, and the, the the oldest and the, the newest and you see that God doesn't change, all that happened is that there was a debt to be paid, and God provided certain ways for Israel to pay it, and they couldn't so all the time underneath that thing was always the thing that god said i love you will you love me and they said no we will keep your laws we will keep your commandments we will do everything." moses you can tell god we we're not, we're not going to talk to god because but you can tell god that we're going to keep the commandments and death, they started dying the, the very next day after they said, We will keep your commandments, we will keep your law, we will do what you call, what you asked us to do. From the, from the next day, they started dying. Because all that God wanted to prove to them is that you need to enter into the rest that says, You know what? I can't do this. You're going to have to do it for me. And he, still today, the rabbis are. Uh, Look at, uh, look at the Sabbath, Shabbat, as a day where you have to consider everything that has to be done as done. And that's why you don't have to do it again. And if you do it, basically you're making a statement it hasn't been done yet. And in the law, it throws you up the wall. Lazal has been there in, in Jerusalem, there are, in Israel, there are uh, the, 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 the Shabbat. Lifts, okay? But you cannot press the button, you, because if you press the button, you're working. So the Shabbat lifts stop at every floor, and you have to wait. One, two, three. and if you go to the thirteenth floor, boy, it's a long trick
1: It's
0: a long. That's a, that's the idiocy of the law. That's the, the stupidity of the law. And God has been trying to tell us, rest, take, take a breath. Take, just rest. It has been done. The shab- the Sabbath. The next one is David. David Isaiah Isaiah fifty five three. The sign was celebration. Why? Because God says to David, take the ark and put it under a tent. Take it out of the take it out of the of the of the tabernacle and put it under a tent. Remember when 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 David went to fetch the ark. Okay, long story. But the ark was at Gibeon. The, 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 the tabernacle was a Hebron for 20 years. For 20 years, God was not in the tabernacle, in the temple. And all of Israel went to the temple, and God was over there. They say, hey, Yeah, oh, I'm over here, but they were going there. Why? And it's the same thing today with so many Christians. They go to places, and there is no presence of God because all the worship is the law, all the worship is a system, all the worship is an organization, all the worship is a man sometimes, uh, a, a, a group of men, an ideology, a, a doctrine, whatever it is, but God is, you know, uh, it's like I, I remember this one, this one black preacher that preached the one time he said in the, in the old uh, America uh, of the 50s, he said he was invited to go and, and preach, He was a, up and coming young preacher, and he was invited to go and preach by this um, um, certain denomination church. And when he got there and he started walking up the steps, the, the, uh, out came the elders and they saw that he was black. So all of a sudden, there was this sorry, brother, um, you know, we, we, please forgive us, but uh, you must understand that. And so he said, "No, it's okay, no problem." And he turned around and he started walking down and he said, "Lord, they won't let me in." Mm-hmm. And he and he and he heard the voice of God say, "They won't let me in either." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, won't let me in either. And, and and so, what happened when God when 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 David moved the ark from where it was in the holy of holies, what should have been in the holy of holies? And he put it under this tent. The Holy of Holies was a cube. Was a cube blocked by this veil that separated the normal people from the the place where God lived. And in that place, the high priest could could go once a year in a day called Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, when he would go in there with blood for, for himself and blood for Israel. Blood for himself to cover his sin and blood for Israel to cover the sin of Israel for one year. And in that place, God was separated. But then Jesus came and he split the veil and the result was no more separation. So David takes the ark, puts it under the tent, and all of a sudden, anybody can go and worship God. Can you see how prophetically all these covenants point to Jesus? And to me, I don't know, to me it's beautiful. Israel, the covenant that God makes with Israel in the book of Jeremiah. He says, your sins, I, I will make a new covenant with my people, not like the old covenant that their fathers did not well, and your sins I will remember no more. Remember, it, the writer of Hebrews picks it up in the book of Hebrews, and he says it there. So what, what there is result, no more sin, forgiveness. So look at this. No more judgment, righteousness by faith, enter the rest, no more separation, no more sin. Isn't that the picture of the cross? Mm-hmm. And then comes Jesus, the covenant that, that God makes with Christ, and Christ makes with us, Galatians 3, 17, where He says that He, uh, um, he uh, uh, redeemed us from the curse of the law, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. Okay? And the, the, the sign is grace, And the result is no more curse. The curse, think about it. Where did the curse come into action? Come into play? Right in the beginning. Right in Genesis chapter 3. When God went to Adam and He said, Boy, what have you done? And He said, I realize I was naked. In other words, I realized that your glory, your covering... Left me. And I heard you coming, and I was afraid, and I hid myself. And God says, What what, what happened? What he says, The woman that you gave me made me do it. And God spoke to Eve and said, Girl, what happened? She says, nah, the snake. And basically it was not me, her, not me, him. And bottom line, God said, because of what you have done the ground is cursed now if you remember everything that exists came out of the ground including our body right so that's why we, we die that's why we we, uh, we 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 get sickness and we die because we carrying the curse of the ground of the son of Adam, of Adam. So, somewhere along the line, in order to be able to escape that verse of Scripture that says, dust to dust, or ground to ground, in other words, the, the curse will pull you back, something must have happened. Jesus went into the ground with our sin, it in the ground, and was resurrected completely sinless, as an example, as a, as a, a manifestation of the new man. And so, right now, today, you, well, we have to die because, unfortunately, that's the way that it goes. But, uh, as far as we're concerned, we'll never die again. Because he broke the curse of the law. All right, now, um, what is the bottom line of grace? Took a little while to see it. Okay, what is the bottom line? What on earth is the bottom line of grace? What so? Okay, so I'm forgiven. Okay, so everything is fine. Uh, it's great. I love it. Uh, it's it's a it's a good teaching. Is uh, is liberating? Is everything? But well, what is it? What what does it mean to me? What what does it? How, how do I put it to work in my life every day? What's practically? What does it mean? I. I want to look at one. I mean, the gazillion scriptures, but just one scripture that speaks of the new covenant versus the old one, and this is Ephesians two one nine, and he says, "The rainbow at the back represents a promise, <laughs> and you, he made alive." Okay, now remember everything that we, we we spoke about up to now, and you, he made alive, alive. What what he said, he said. That, Everything that comes out of the ground is cursed. So basically, you're dead. But Paul says, you he made alive. Who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the, earth, the air, the spirit of the, now works in the sons of disobedience and carries on and on and on, among whom you also conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind, and where by nature children of wrath, just as the other. In other words, you were a miss. Okay? This was a serious miss. This was the old covenant. This was the before the cross. This was our position before we came to Christ. And now, this changes... With two words but God now the old covenant would have said or religion would have said but you changed but you did something but you stopped what you were doing and therefore but you uh, prayed the prayer did the journey uh, gave the, the offering Um, you know, knelt at the altar, whatever. You did something. But not God. God says, but God. So you see how it changes, the cross changes from what you have to do to what He has done. Any other religious book would have said, but you, the moment that you decide to stop doing what you're doing, then God will stop you being did and will give you life that's the reason why religion says takes john 3 16 and flips it around and he says because the world so loved god that god felt obliged to do something for the world and he gave his only begotten son it doesn't read like that it's got nothing to do with us For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Period. Finish. It is done. It is finished. Now, that whosoever believes in Him shall never perish, but have everlasting life. Now, you want to draw the benefits of that thing? Believe it. That's all it is. So, but God, who is rich in mercy, not you who is rich in holiness. But God, who is rich in mercy. Because of why? Because of the fact that you stopped sinning. Because of the fact that you stopped being an idiot. Because of the fact that you stop smoking, drinking, drinking, sniffing. Okay, let's leave it like that. And uh, go, go any further. Uh, okay? No. Because of His great love with which He loved us. That is the whole thing. Of the cross. The whole thing of grace. The whole thing of the gospel. It's got nothing to do with me. It's got nothing to do with my performance. It's got nothing to do with my being good or bad or evil or not. He did something because he loves me. (coughs) And. (coughs) And because he loves you. And because he loves humanity. There was a debt to pay. He paid it. Adam messed up, Christ paid for his mess up. You went to the restaurant, came the bill, the waiter said he's already paid for it. Now how idiotic would it be for you to fight the waiter and say no, 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 wait a minute, no, no, I'm, give me the bill, I want to pay. And the waiter says, he, he, he's, Peter paid already, he paid, just Relax, just accept, believe, and and live on. No, 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 no. I don't know if Peter Pan, mm-mm, you don't know the guy. He says he does things, but then, he's, he's, an, he's a hard man. Are you kidding me? You know, he's, he's, a, he's a judge. He's a, you know something, if I don't perform, Around the table at the restaurant, he's gonna come here and he's gonna hit me over the head and take me across and just dump it. This is what this is stupidity of how we think. The bill has been paid. It's been paid by God, who is rich in mercy because of the great love in which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Do we feature anyway up up to now? Do we feature way? as He asked us to do anything up to now? Or does it say, the cross did it all? Mm-mm. That's it! How can you escape from the simplicity of the gospel? I don't understand. Mm. He did it all. Even when we were dead in the, How can dead people believe? To be
1: honest again, made alive,
0: what you
1: what
0: about this morning. Oh ah, yeah? Yeah. See, how can they... How... You are dead in trespasses. How can a dead person believe? No, but you've got to have faith. No, he's done it. What you need the faith for is to receive it, not to cause it. <coughs> it's done. It's finished. It's claw. He has made you alive. But you know what? If you don't believe it, you're still as dead as a donor. Why are, why are the doornails dead? <laughs> oh, that's a question one day I'm going to ask..
1: <laughs>
0: so And then he says, uh, "By grace you have been saved." And then watch what happened. He raised us up together. So we were dead. He makes us alive. He in Christ. Christ goes into the, into the ground. He comes up out of the ground. He's, he's resurrected. He raises us up together with Christ. Together with Christ. And makes us. He made us past. He made us pa- sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So if He made, if he made me, I'm made. Right now, my spirit, my, my, the real me... Is in Christ seated in heavenly places next to God in God remember the illustration that we did with a jug of water and a little paintball that you could see the paintball but when I put another little glass of water in there we disappeared inside the jug of water because it's you can't you as long as you keep your identity you can still find yourself but the moment you realize you're in Christ you're lost in Christ that's it what he is you are see and so that in the ages to come He my shows the ex- the, must show the exceeding riches of his grace and His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves I don't know how difficult is that to understand that not of yourself it is the gift of work of God not of works lest anyone should boast and you know what happens today? Right there, people boast because they, because they pray, because they fast. They say, no, no, I don't boast. Yes, you do. Just by the mere fact that you need more faith. You, you, you boast in having the faith. You boast in doing the prayer. So, does that mean I don't have to pray? Of course, you pray, you believe, you do everything that you have to do. But when your attitude is, I have to do something, in order for God to respond to my action, you're boasting. You're boasting, but when you do something in response of what is already done, then you put in the glory where it belongs. That's why grace ref- refracts no, reflects. Grace reflects the glory, while the law absorbs it. I prayed. I, have you ever heard that? Uh, the, I, uh, I got healed. Yeah, I prayed for you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And of course, no, 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 all the glory goes to God. It's not me, it's the Lord. But remember yesterday, I prayed for you.
1: Eh?
0: <laughs> and you know what? I got a, I got a, I got a testimony. Uh, the Lord really blessed me financially. I've been tithing faithfully for the last 47 years and the lord blessed me financially who gets the glory you because you're tired. who gets the glory you because you prayed or even your behavior you know i i'm i'm so good that the lord you know you, you remember how many times uh, we haven't got time, but there's so many times in the Bible where God puts it there, like Peter goes to Lydia, uh, Lydia uh, and, and, uh, and they, they come to him and they tell him, please pray for her, she's, she's dead, dead, dead. Pray for her because she is a maker of, 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 uh, of uh, purple, a maker of things, and she's been a blessing to the church. So they go, to, they go to Peter and they tell him, pray for her because she's a blessing to the church. Not because God loves her, not because it's, it's your job to pray for dead people. No, but because she, she, she deserves it. And the same thing is again in Mark in, 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 when, in when Jesus, when, when uh, um, Martha, when Martha, Mary and Martha sent, sent to Jesus, they don't say, uh, Lord, the one who loves you so much is sick. Their the, the brother Lazarus is sick. She, they don't say, He who loves you so much is sick. No, what do they say? Because they know the heart of Jesus said the one you love is sick. Mm-hmm. See, and all of a sudden the glory, where does it go? The one you love, you doing the loving. And you and you you take you take that and you and you bring it home with Peter and John, and you must you must understand that everything in the Bible has got a has got an ultimate uh design to teach us and to and to train us. So God is putting Peter, who means uh, uh, rock, cephas means rock or stone, cephas means stone stone, uh, uh, Paul calls it the ministry uh, of stone the ministry of death, okay, where the Ten Commandments were written on stone, and you've got Peter over here that says, I will never leave you, I will follow you, uh, I will, you know, I will never abandon you, even if everybody else leaves you, I will never leave you, the stone, the law drops Jesus like a like a hot potato. The law, religion will never help you to go through difficulties. Mm -hmm. Who's at the foot of the cross? John. You know what his name means? Yohanan? Yeah, it means Jehovah gives grace. Yohanan Yahweh Chesed. So who's at the foot of the cross? Who's the one that goes through the difficulties? Read the Bible, you will see that John was already inside the camp when Peter knocked at the door. So everybody knew that he was part of the part of the, 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 the group of the Galilean. But Peter freaked out and said, Ah no, not me, not me, not me. Why? Because I love you doesn't work. How did John identify himself five times? The disciple whom Jesus loved. See, I love you doesn't cut it. You love me. That's that's where that's where now we're talking. Now we're talking. And John five times five the number of grace. John five times says, "I'm the disciple whom Jesus loves." Do I deserve it? I don't care. He loves me. That's why when I pray, I say, "I'm your favorite son." I'm here. I'm coming again to ask you this. And, you know, sometimes people freak out, but they're too bad. Just, you know, that's your problem, not mine. I'm his favorite son. He loves me desperately. In fact, he loves me so much that he gave his life so that I wouldn't go to hell. How's that for love? And 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 if I can trust him with my eternal destiny, the details are very irrelevant. So so what's the bottom line so what is the product of grace what is the what is its main benefit how does grace apply to everyday life so what moves me from the law and grace what is what is the basic difference if i'm under the law and if i'm under grace basically that's very simple i can trust my god under grace I don't have to produce anything, I can trust my God. Under law, there will always be the thought in my head that says, you didn't pray enough, you're not good enough, you remember what you did last night, and by the way, five minutes ago you were thinking this and that and that. And And there's always someone that you haven't got enough faith, or you haven't given enough, or you. how can you expect God to bless you if you don't tithe? Huh? I'm telling you something you try you try and take that one to the doctor and see what happens tithing oh boy it's a sacred cow it's a sacred cow don't touch that one because because you know and uh, and it's like and it's like we go in there we say okay I'm, instead of instead of there's no nowhere in the in the new testament the the concept of tithing spoken of no way. But what about when Jesus said. Matthew 23 23 is not part of the New Testament.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, what Paul says, he says, God loves a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. Give to the, to the abundance of your heart. Just, in fact, Paul says, give as much as you can. Paul speaks of the spirit of generosity. Boy, when you have the spirit of generosity, that will kill the spirit of tithing because that's the law.
1: And you also don't want something in return. And you
0: also don't want something in return. So what you do is you go and you and you see someone who that's what he he said, help those that cannot pay you back. Invite to your party those who cannot bring anything.
1: No glory coming to you. If you give something and, and tomorrow you say, "Oh, you know, I gave so that person that and that," you know, then the glory comes to you. Yeah. that's not going to, to Jesus. And the, yeah, as if you just give out of generosity,
0: yeah,
1: there is no me. And again, it's
0: just, and again, it's a case of the heart.
1: It's yes. unconditional. It's unconditional.
0: It's 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 a case of the heart, and that's all that Jesus says. Jesus. He 's not interested in where you are he's interested in where you 're going mm-hmm. he 's not interested in who, who you are is interested in you who you want to be mm-hmm. see it's it's a because i don 't know if you noticed but we cannot be good mm-hmm. well know m- about you <laughs> the ones that didn 't come tonight okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: but we cannot be good i t- i have so, thank God, not so many. Uh, I have about 2 or 3 percent guys from Italy out of thousands and thousands of thousands that sometimes respond to me with the usual story about grace. Ah, but then it means that I can sin and do what I want. And, and my, my question is this. Why? Because you're not sinning. You, when, when people turn off the light, you light up your holiness lights up, like, like, you know, you, you don't, you don't sin. That's God, that's why Jesus made it so difficult for people to say, I'm holy. He said, you remember it was written, in order to be a murderer you need to kill somebody. But I say to you, all you have to do to be a murderer is call your brother an idiot. remember it was written that in order to be an adulterer, you have to go to bed with a woman that is not your wife. But I say to you, all you have to do is look at her. And you've already committed adultery. And one by one, he hammers and he says, will you please understand that you cannot do it? That is not you, but it's me in you. Now let me come in and let me start the work of transformation, which we might, might take your whole life. But you know what? We're turning and we're facing the right direction. And I don't know about you guys, I'm not, certainly not who I like to be, but I'm not who I used to be. I might have taken a half a step, but I'm a half a step ahead. And I didn't do it on my own, I did it because of Jesus. And and that's what I'm that's why Paul in Romans 12 he says, uh, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, that you may be not, may not it, that you may have your mind renewed. That is the process. The process and, and this is something this is something that we do. It's another it's another thing that we've been indoctrinated with. I've got it here. But now it must come down here. I beg to differ. I've got it here. Now it must come up here. This is where I got perfection. This is where I got perfection. That's why Paul in in Philippians 2, he says, working out your salvation, exagoreo, which means, ex means out, uh, uh, um, well, the other word, uh, means energy, work. So you work, Exit. You work it out. It's inside. Work it out. Your own salvation with fear and trembling. Working out. Your salvation is inside. Now work it out. Now let that thing come out in your life so that you can produce fruit that will give glory to the Father. Don't try and produce fruit so that you can change No, 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 no. Understand, realize that He has come in here and He has changed you. You're a new creature. You are perfect inside everything that's beautiful, everything that's great, everything that is fantastic, everything that is pure and holy, and everything is inside of you. Now let it come through here and let it manifest in your life. Mm. And then you... yeah?
1: Once you understand that, then, then it's so much easier. And, and, I mean, then you will not ask whether you've got permission to sin now. Because, I mean, that, that is so...
0: Cupid,
1: somebody
0: speak. Exactly. Who's permission do you need to sin? Exactly. Since when? Since when do we need permission? People say no, but the Bible says, "He who sins willfully. Uh, and uh, I said, "When was the last time you didn't sin willfully? Mm-hmm. When you sin, you do it because you want to do it. You know, you go to God and say, "Sorry, Lord, forgive me for what I'm about to do." <laughs> <laughs> It's everybody. If you sin, you sin willfully. And you know why? Because if you don't sin willfully, guess what? You don't sin. Sin is based on your decision. God will never hold you responsible for something that you're not responsible for. That's why people that are not uh, all together there sometimes do crazy things. Demon-possessed people um, depressed people, suicidal people, God will not hold you responsible. Even though the fact that the Lamb of God took away the sin of the world. So, so what is it? I can trust my God. Why? Because I don't have to trust me. I heard this morning, this morning, I'm not going to tell you the name, but the big, big, Makulu big preacher on television. He's talking about the fact that uh, 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 he got healed in, in, in this situation and then he says ok you come to me and he says yeah but I didn't get healed and then he looks at the camera and he says well let me tell you something the fault is not God's what so in other words what does it mean if it's not God's fault whose fault is it it's yeah. your fault why because you don't have enough faith how can how can you be at peace? How can you be at rest? How can you how can you trust your performance? Come on guys, I cannot trust my performance. I cannot I cannot trust my performance because I still drive to the circle and there's a guy that instead of understanding that the circle is this to f- let the traffic flow no but it doesn't flow it stops and I'm there and I'm and I'm going okay let's go whoa and I have to break because Wumpy, not in front doesn't realize that the circle is this. there's nobody in the circle go my baby go the world is waiting for you
1: yeah.
0: And every time I fall in the same trap, oh, yeah. and I get upset. And this, every time my wife says, he can't hear you. <laughs> Quite rightly so. But so I can't trust myself, honestly, I, I cannot trust myself. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm generally a good, a, a good guy, I'm generally a good guy, I don't do the big stuff. But uh, you know, the little stuff, envy, and uh, a little bit of unforgiveness. And, um, you know, the, the, I mean, if you think about it, nobody here does the big stuff. <clears throat> but we're all a bunch of sinners. Mm-hmm. Because every one of us is holding a grudge against somebody. Mm-hmm. And you might be fighting it, but it's there. And you have to willingly take it and say, no, 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 sit, stay. And <laughs> then and then of course, and then of course the, 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 the driving, if it's not the driving, is uh, Julius Malema. If it's not Julius, it's Jacob, if it's not Jacob, it's uh, um, Bombolela, it's somebody else. Uh, you know we, 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 we all have so what is this crazy thing? I cannot trust myself, but under grace, I can trust my God. And so now comes the, comes the, the storm. all right? And, and in my life, there's a storm. The, I'm, I'm having problems in my marriage, the doctor's report is negative, or positive, I don't know what it's supposed to be, anyway it's bad, <laughs> and the the, uh, the bank is looking for me, um, my kids, uh, the police has just phoned and my kids are in a mess, you know, there's a storm, so now, I can do one of three things, in the midst of the storm, I can speak to it, you remember Jesus? In the midst of the storm, he spoke to the Okay, when was the last time he spoke to the storm and the storm quietened?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Not that easy, is it? Not that easy, because it's easy to say it. It's easy to preach it. It's easy to say, speak to the storm in the name of Jesus, and it's fine, and it works. Don't get me wrong, miracles happen. Uh, I've seen them, you've seen them, we all do. But don't manipulate the thing because then you can't trust it you can't trust it if the spirit of god if the holy spirit says to you speak to the storm then you better do it because that thing is gonna quieten down but not as a religious attitude speak to the storm then the next thing that you can do is what walk on the water i mean the storm is is happening you can speak to the storm and quiet it down or you can walk on the water. Like Je- and, and people will say to you, what well, Jesus said, greater things than these you will do. Mm. When was the last time you saw someone going to Hans without taking the road?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> doing some whale watching. What are you doing? I'm doing some whale watching. Splash, 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 splash. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's crazy. And yet we keep on preaching it. We keep on preaching it. We keep on preaching the, the healing on demand. We keep on preaching the, the financial resurrection on demand. We, we keep on preaching every Sunday. We're preaching it. Because Jesus said, Greater things than these you will do. Because I go to the Father. Now, what is the. And, and, I'm, and again, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. Maybe you won't walk on water. I don't think so. But maybe you'll walk on snakes and on enemies and on, on difficulties. Miracles happen. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that miracles don't happen. Thank God for miracles that happen because sometimes we're stuck. There is no solution. And the only solution is... The, but 99% of the time, this is what you do. You get hold of a piece of wood the same way that all in Acts 27:44 says you remember the story he was going to Rome he told the captain uh, there's a storm coming don't don't stay put let's winter here let's go later the captain and the owners of the boat said, no 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 we need to go so they go and the storm hits and the, and, the, and the ship is buffeted from one place to the other and eventually they start throwing out the cargo, and they start, and then eventually they throw down the the anchors, which in those days were nothing more than big rocks. Uh, and and they and they they feel that the the, earth, the 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 shore is is coming closer and closer, and then eventually they 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 secure the 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 boat, but the but the waves bang bang bang, and I mean we've all been there. We've done everything that we could do. We got we threw out. We threw overboard everything that wasn't right. We threw overboard the cargo, the weights, the everything. We did everything that we could do, and we managed to hold the thing. And but then, but then the waves kept on banging and banging and banging, and eventually the boat broke. And Paul speaks to the speaks to the uh, to the sailors before it breaks, and he says, uh, uh, "Trust me, because an angel spoke to me last night." And he said that nothing but the boat will be destroyed. That allies will be spared. So now at that point in time, you can decide to put the accent on the boat that is broken. Or you can put the accent on the fact that you're going to survive and come out on the other side. And sometimes what we do is, uh, in front of a situation, of a tragic situation, we say it'll never happen and we start confessing and we start doing all the spiritual gymnastics and then it happens and when you put your trust in a doctrine or in a way of doing things it'll kill you because what if it does happen like Paul it did happen the boat he lost the boat they lost everything but you know what the lives are spared. And the, the one thing that I saw is the fact that the, the, uh, Paul says that we, uh, we we found pieces of of branches of trees and things and we floated to the to the to the shore. Sometimes the only thing that you can do is get a piece of tree. Now the word tree there is the word the Hebrew word it's which is translated uh, from the from the Hebrews in Galatians, it speaks of the cross. He speaks of this says for you who hangs on a tree so that the the wood speaks of the cross okay the wood it the word it speaks of the cross speaks of a tree uh, speaks of a, a stake so it speaks of the cross of what Jesus did so what do you do in the midst of a tempest while your your, your boat is being broken up you grab hold of the cross. You grab hold of what he did. You grab hold of his love for you. Hold on to it, and let him flow to you until you get to the shore. And it might take time. It will take time. But unfortunately, we we've all come through a, a line of teaching where you speak to the you speak to the to the to the storm. You walk on water you cast out the demon, you command them to do this and you command them to do that and you do it and you do it and you do it and you do it and still the wife leaves and still the children end up messed up and still the banker takes your house and still stuff happens. So what if it happens? I can still trust my God. I can still trust my God. And it's, I can trust Him not because He did something that I asked Him to do and I told Him to do because lately it's you, you tell Him to do. No, but because He'll never leave me, nor forsake me. And I'm, and I'm holding on to that cross. And I'm holding on to the piece of wood on which He died. And on that assurance, on the power of His grace, on the power of His love, I can float until I get to the shore. And if He doesn't take me to the shore and I, and I, and I die on the way, they will then let it be. But at least I will not die speaking to the waves and thinking that I can, I can do stuff and, and being so disappointed. And again, don't get me wrong, if the Holy Spirit inside of you, you must always remember the bottom line your relationship with the Holy Ghost inside of you, the, with the presence of Christ. Holy Spirit is nothing more than the Spirit of Christ. Holy, holiness, Creo, Creo, will be, creo is, is, is the word holy, which is the, the basis for the word Christ. So Holy Spirit is nothing more than the spirit of Christ. He says it, it is good that I go away because if I don't go away the Holy Spirit will not come. So he leaves in his body, he leaves, he goes uh, sit at the right hand of the father. His spirit comes back down and comes into to living to us. Now here this is where you need to that the only thing that you must do if you want to do it is you must develop that relationship. And that relationship is very simple. It's being aware of his existence. In every second of the of your life, being aware that God in you is the hope of glory. God in you, not God in the church, not God in the book, not God in the Bible, not God in the doctrine, not God in the in the in the in the spooky minister, not God in the in the in the in the miracles, not no God in you, God in you. And then when He says something, you hear it, and you won't hear it because you you bought a book that says. Five steps to hearing the word, the voice of God. You hear Him because you have a, the revelation of Christ in me. Right now, you don't have to go anywhere to meet God. See, sadly, there the, are the, 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 the terminologies that has 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 put us off. Mark, we go into church. No, we don't go into church. We are the church. This is the house of God. No, that's not the house of God. That's an auditorium. This is the house of God. We are the church. Um, you know, and, and things like that where, we, where we, 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 we come down Holy Spirit. How many times must he come down? How, how many times must he come down? We're still waiting for the angel to come and stir up the waters. And only when he comes then we can because then now now the now the atmosphere is right now the Holy spirit and and you know and we end up in spooky things
1: mm-hmm.
0: and what I'm saying is that once you realize who's inside of you, you can realize that he's as far as not even your voice not even your voice you, you can you can you can speak in your mind you can, you can you just you just have a relationship mm-hmm. and you hear his voice mm-hmm. and, and all of a sudden you you feel that you have to do something you, yes, now I can speak to the storm yes, I can cast out the devil yes, I can do that but it's not the formula it's what, it's what he talks to you inside here. it's like the, God is not this is not God Okay, this is a book this is not the word of God it's a book B O O K book. For God came and dwelt among us. It didn't say in the book. He said in the Son. Mm-hmm. And the Word became paper, mm-hmm. flesh. Does God use the Bible? Of course, He uses the Bible. This is the main. Tool, the main instrument that God uses because it's the easiest one amazing I, I, I got so upset once as, with the Lord as, as reading the story of David this adulterous murderer cheater says and the Lord and and David asked of the Lord should I pursue them and the Lord said pursue them I, big flipping deal thank you very much I mean what what about me telling you Should I go here? Should I go there? And you tell me, yes, do this and do that. And I mean, David didn't even have the the Spirit of God inside of him. He had him on him, upon him, but not in him. But you know what? If you really think about it, and if you really trust God, trust Him with your choices. I've lived all my life, with, in, the, in, the, in the revelation of Psalm 37, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the word delight there in the Hebrew, yes Greek. I was going to ask your opinion on the Psalms. Yeah. What and is your opinion on the Well this, the, you see, David, the, 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 first of all the Psalms were not all written by David. Some of them were written by Moses, some of them were written by solomon, some of them were written by the son of asaph some some, of, some were written by David. There were five different writers but david David was an incredible man, and that 's why I believe God loved him so much is because he had understood relationship before the cross. he had understood relationship that 's why he would go in, in some uh, 16, I think it is, and he says, I don't want you to judge me according to your justice. I want you to judge me according to your mercy. See, and, and David understood this when Nathan came and said to him, you are the man that messed up and everything. He didn't, he didn't call a guard and say, God, kill the prophet. No, he said, yeah, you're right. I am. And the next phrase in the, in, in the Bible, the next verse in the Bible says, and God put a cross. Over his over his sin. The word the, the Hebrew word that he says and God did not account for his sin was the word put a cross over it. And the cross of Christ canceled the, the sin of David. Why? Because of those five covenants that we've seen. He's still the same thing. God didn't change. God, God's relationship to man is still based on grace. He's still based on believe me and I will account it to you for righteousness. He's still based on rest. Take a rest. Don't don't Try and... Uh, so what I was saying just now, I said, trust, trust yourself. Try, do, do, the, do the best you can do. But bottom line, trust yourself. You're not an enemy. That's another thing that, sadly, religion has tried to... You must die to self. You should be dead. Dead, dead, dead. 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 <laughs> Because if you're not dead, then someone else is alive. (coughs) And what you want is, you want the life that I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. It is not I that live, but Christ who lives in me. My old man was crucified with Christ. He's not I that live in you. So, when you begin to understand that there's this symbiosis Symbiosis, life together, the symbiosis inside of you, and that he takes over your life. Then you start trusting yourself. When when your mind is clear, when you when your heart is pure, when you say I've done everything that I can do, and and then you can trust your choices. You don't have to fast for forty days trying to find out what the will of God is. The will of God for you is perfect. It's good. Is acceptable. Yeah, but what car must I buy? Remember that one? Remember the, the 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 green house and the yellow house and the orange house and the red house? And God, I can just say, God says, I don't care. Buy what you like. I'll be behind the front door of the red house. I'll be behind the front door of the green house. I'll be. Well, you know why I'll be behind the front door? Cause you're there. I'll be with you in every choice that you make. I'll be with you. I'll be with you while you're floating. I'll be with you while you're sinking. I'll be with you while you're mm, walking on water. I'll be with you while you're speaking to the, to the storm. I'll be with you. You can trust me because I will not leave you. And that's the bottom line of grace. And now I shall be quiet. <laughs>